Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Rebel sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping This episode is brought to you by The Ninth Project. Named after Beethoven's Symphony No. 9, The Ninth Project is a clothing brand that seeks to inspire adventure and the exploration of the unknown. From tees, sweatshirts, leggings, and more, each item uses premium materials with movement in mind. Every purchase plants a tree, and you can even request where your tree will be planted. Save 15% on your entire order using code GONTRIPPINPODCAST at ninthproject.com. It's that time. Drink of the day! Because every road trip starts with a drink. I'm not going to lie. This drink of the day, I'm a little worried about. Why? Because it has the word poo in the title? <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> it's called Kickapoo Joy Juice, <laughs> but it's the color of Mountain Dew, and I feel like this is like an energy drink. Well, there's no... Oh, there's caffeine at the very end, so there's a little bit of caffeine in it. Well, I don't mind that there's some caffeine in it, but it's like, it's going to be... I don't know. I'm just a little I, worried this is going to be like... I bet you it's like a Mountain Dew knockoff. Well, let's try it and find out. This All is right. Kickapoo. Kickapoo Joy Juice. Get, Get that kick. Yeah. And wow. again, it's like neon green. Well, the bottle might be green too. Yeah. So I don't know what color it actually is. Yep. It looks just like Mountain Dew. Here oh, we go. Listen to that fizz. This has a smell to it too. Yeah. Have you tried it yet? Yeah. I can't decide. It's... At it's, first, I like it better than Mountain Dew, but then it has like an aftertaste that's it, a little interesting. It's calmer than Mountain Dew, I feel like. Kind of like Mellow Yellow. I don't know if I've ever had Mellow Yellow. Mm. I don't, I feel like it's kind of bland. No, it's, it, it tastes like a Mellow Down Mountain Dew. Um, And there is something at the end that I just can't put my, my finger on of what it tastes like. You can't like. put your tongue on it? Yeah, I can't put my tongue on it. Um. It's not my favorite. I don't think I'd get it again. It, yeah, it's okay. I mean, if it was there, I would drink it. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's better than the cake, buttery cake. Oh, one. no, no. Butter cake one was way good. Oh, no. This one is like. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, that's an interesting drink of the day. But I also think it fits because I think we have a very interesting guest today. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. You know, I just want to point out that you tied the drink into our guest, even though last episode you told me I had to stop. So I just want to point that out. But I didn't have to try. I wasn't trying to. I just did it because it fit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Listeners, let us know what you think and enjoy the show. Today's episode takes us up to the Great White North, Alaska, the last frontier. Uh, we have Aurora Express railroad bed and breakfast you ever heard of that before i have not what exactly is a railroad bed and breakfast well let's talk to the owner mary how are you doing today i'm doing just great and you 
Oh, doing awesome. But tell us, what is a railroad bed and breakfast? Well, 25 years ago, my uh, late grandmother came to me in a dream. And she showed me a train up on our property. And she says, you find the caboose, the rest will come. I was so excited. I hadn't heard from her in eight years. She'd been dead for eight years, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I knew she'd come back and tell me what was going on, but she didn't. But eight years later, she did. So I wake my husband up and I said, we're going to have a train. Typical <laughs> husband rolls over, goes to sleep. <laughs> and he's probably thinking like a Thomas the Train playset, right? <laughs> well, I'm not sure what he was thinking, but I know what I was thinking. <laughs> well, the next morning, I called the railroad salvage and talked to Marge Wheeler out of Anchorage and told her about my dream. And she says, oh, sorry, there's no more cabooses left on the railroad. When they retire them, they're going to the Boy Scouts Club and to museums. So I told her my dream. She says, well, there's this guy in Fairbanks that bought one a couple years ago, and he hasn't moved it off the property yet, and told me his name, so I called him. The guy sold it to me. Oh, you're kidding. That is crazy. (laughs) So that's how it all started. My husband comes home from work, and I asked him if he could move a caboose for me. (laughs) And at that time I was running a daycare and he figured it was a toy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it fit in the back of the pickup. Well, I don't think so. Let's go check it out. So he goes out there and sees the real caboose, right? Yeah. I love how you did not tell him the whole time. Well, it fit in the back of the pickup truck. That's awesome. (laughs) He's walking around and looking at it. He's have equipment operators and he knows what he's doing. And he looks and he tips his hat back and he goes, for you, babe, I'll move anything. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a one of a kind man. <laughs> so I had the same bunch road into the property. We're, we're located on 15 acres. We overlook the city, the Fairbanks, the Tanana River, uh, Deborah Hesson Hayes Mountains, which is the tail end of the Alaska Range. Okay. And we can see the Caribou Mountains on a clear day and the White Mountains. So anyway, he had a bunch of road in to the property before I could move the caboose. So he finally moves the caboose, and he thinks he's just uh, made a marvelous thing here. He moved it with two loaders, stuck one in in one bucket and one in the other, and they drove it up the hill. Oh, that's awesome. That would well, be fun they, to watch. As soon as we got the caboose moved up there, the phone starts ringing off the hook. What are you guys doing? What are you doing? Oh, we're going to have a train. People from all over Alaska were calling, telling us about trains. So we got this guy from Mount McKinley calls. They call it Mount, they call it Denali now, the park. Yeah. For like 20 years, they had four trains. Well, actually, they had six trains up there at the old hotel because it burnt down and the railroad um, brought these trains in for temporary housing. Long story short, they're 80 footers, weighed like, I think, 80 tons, something crazy. 120 miles away. So uh, he comes home from work because I asked the guy, he said, you want to sell me him? He goes, yeah, dollar each. So, a dollar? dollar each. Like one dollar each? Well, yeah, because nobody knew how to move them and they were too expensive to move. That's that's wow. incredible. That's a steal. <laughs> so he comes home and I go, oh, I found a couple more trains um, that I bought. And he's like, what? <laughs> Where are they? I said, oh, Mount McKinley. And he's like, are you serious? I said, I can't return them. I already paid for them in full. <laughs> and it was a lot of money. <laughs> we got to go get him. <laughs> so he, gra- he grabs his four guys out of the 49er bar, 
along with Wes Mitchell. Now, Wes Mitchell was an old mechanic that was friends of his dad's, right? And uh, when he was 15, he worked on the railroad, and he was kind of like a little chain gang boss or whatever you call him. But then he got fired because they found out he was underage. But he's <laughs> the one that came up with the plan of attack. And what they did is they jacked these trains up, and they put um, they made these big metal plates for each end, and they hooked one end to the back of a truck like fifth wheel attachment. And then on the tail end, a friend of ours had an old steerable dolly made out of an old dump truck frame and hooked on there. And then they drove, crossed eight bridges, 120 miles in the dead of winter. It was like 40 below when they started. Finally got them up to the property and we started renovating. Okay, wait, now, did they have to drive like 20 miles an hour as they go along? <laughs> well, you, we were supposed to go that but we kind of went a little faster because because <laughs> you're alaskans and you do what you want right well i mean you have some in the winter you only have so many hours of daylight so you gotta you gotta move you gotta it. Use it. Up a little bit you know yeah. it took like seven hours oh, man. to get each train to the top of the driveway and then it took five days to bring each train down and get it into place okay oh, and if you looked on our website you'll see one where the Slide over, baby. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> the over almost because it kind of cut the corner too. Yeah, uh, I'm looking so. at that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of fun, but those trains have a lot of history. Like the ones we got out of McKinley, they were 1956 Pullman sleeper cars. Pullman only made 11 in that series. Oh, wow. So they're just like um, total history. Yeah. Yeah. We got another car. We call it the Arlene, and it um, was a World War II hospital car. Oh, wow. And so this retired Army guy, he bought it and turned it into his little house, like a two-bedroom house. And then he got married, and I guess his new wife didn't want to be train trash, so he <laughs> <laughs> Right? So I'm down there painting over the ugly wallpaper because it was like from the 70s, gold-speckled um you know, harvest gold. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah. So I just painted <laughs> it over for a quick fix. And then every year when we leave them sit empty and winterize them, I'd go in the wallpaper, would peel a little bit, and I'd go, oh, great. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, I went in there, the whole sheet fell off. Oh, wow. Behind that was a World War II aerial map. No way. Wow. Yeah. It's like unexploded ordinances here, bombs missing here. I figure if we ever go into the next war, I can call the military up and say, I know where all your stuff is. Yeah, right. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Hey." laughs> that, that was a pretty good train. Then we took the one, one of the 56 Pullman sleepers and completely took it down to the frame and turned it into four rooms. And they're all after Alaska history. Like we've got the gold mine, which is um, a girly, girly room. That's named in my honor of my other grandmother, Billy's gold mine. Okay. Uh, well, you know, she mined and married seven men while she lived in Alaska and outlived them all. <laughs> time she got a little richer. <laughs> so her room is really pretty, frilly, pinky, and, and pearls and gold. Then next to that is the Immaculate Conception, which is a landmark um, Catholic church here in town on the banks of the Chena. And that was named after Virgin Mary. And then... Next to that is Adelaide's Bordello, named in honor of my mother. That's a nice room. It's got big barroom nudiver in there and crystal chandeliers. 
And then next door is Can Can Katie's, named in honor of our daughter. Now, the caboose, it was named after my grandmother that came to me in the dream, Nellie LaVision. That's okay. the golden Nellie. And okay. that is the primo one. It's a private car, just beautiful. <laughs> so is that your total? Then you have total of four, four car, no, sorry, five, the caboose, and then the four that you got from the hotel? Or do you have more than those ones now? Well, we got the locomotive. Okay. We haven't remodeled it yet. And then we've got the two Pullman sleepers, the hospital car, the caboose, and then we have a diner car. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That's where we serve our breakfast. And it's got like a 60-foot mural on this arched ceiling that's all hand-painted of the northern lights. Oh, incredible. When you come here in the summer, you are still guaranteed to see the northern lights. (laughs) (laughs) And we're fighting, too. (laughs) So... That's uh, basically about our little bread and breakfast here. That's that's an uh, amazing story. Uh, wait, the wait, fact wait. that you get the caboose after they say, "Well, like, there aren't any," yeah, <laughs> like, and then linking it to the dream. I mean, sounds like fate. Well, so you you plan you got the train. Were you always planning on making it into a bed and breakfast, or were you kind of like, "Well, now we have this train. What do we do?" Well, actually, we had built this big house because I had to have a giant house, right? Mm-hmm. And then we couldn't afford it. So we moved into the garage, which was a nice size. It was like 1,200 square foot garage. And then we'd rent the house out in, in the summer and do a bed and breakfast so we could make our mortgage, right? Right. And so we already kind of had a little bed and breakfast thing going on here. And then when we got the trains. We said, okay, good. We'll move everybody into the trains and take over our house again. And is that how that worked out? Is it still that way today? Yeah. No, we wound up selling the house <laughs> and moved into a little cabin. Okay. Lived there for eight years, but then my husband was getting on my last nerves because it was only like 400 square feet. So he's gone and chopped down a bunch of logs up here on the property. So now I have a normal log house, 1,800 square foot house that we live in. That's perfect. So all is good. All is good. <laughs> that is so fun. So the the house the, the house that you sold is basically on that property, but you just sold the parcel. Is that right? Well, that was back when we had like twenty acres. So oh, okay, now, gotcha. Yeah, it's, you're okay. you're still barely neighbors with the house, then, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this sounds a lot of fun. In fact, our kids are always uh, talking about Alaska, and like when we go to Alaska, um, this is definitely something we would have to do uh, if we when yes. we when we make it to Alaska. Um, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, help me help me with my geography here of Alaska. Where is Fairbanks? I know where Juneau is, and that's your capital. But as far as other big cities in Alaska, if that's what they are, like <laughs> I don't know where they're at on the map. So where are you located well, in Alaska? We're in the interior. We're kind of like a little under the middle of Alaska. Okay. Yeah, like I think the Arctic Circle is like 160 miles away. Okay. And it's by road. It's about three, 350 miles, I think, from Anchorage. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's the other big city yeah. I know in Alaska. And I, and like, if you're driving down the highway, you have to come through Toke. I think Toke is, like, 250 miles away. Or if you're coming from Anchorage, it's 350. But there's only, like, one road that goes. Right. All, that changes names about five times, though, because <laughs> everybody Cause... wants their name on a road, apparently. <laughs> and there's and... only so many roads up there, right? <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) And so are you guys open year round regardless of like the weather or are you guys only open in the summertime or how how does that work? No, we're only open in the summer. Um, We don't open till May 25th and we shut down the first week of September. Okay. And that is because our water will freeze. Yeah. You said you actually have a tanker, like a a train tanker, right? And that runs water through your whole thing there. Yeah, we got that out of Wasilla. We lucked out on that, too. Um, the guy down in Wasilla, he had train connections, and when they pull the water tanker off off the rail, they usually take it and put old junk fuel and stuff in it, but he got it when it's clean as a whistle. Nice. And so that holds 10,000 gallons worth of water. We haul all our water up here in the hills because um, there isn't any. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we actually just interviewed, um, the field of dreams movie site, like where they filmed field of dreams, they've still kept in pristine condition with the baseball fields and things. So in preparation for that, we watched that movie and it's very much like he has this dream and everything kind of falls into place. Is that how you feel like this happened with the railroad bed and breakfast is like, you're kind of known as the train lady and everyone just starts calling you being like, do you want my trains? <laughs> well, I think my grandma had a big part in it. Uh-huh. You know, she and I had a very special relationship. Even when, when she was alive, we really didn't need a phone, if you know what I mean. Right. We could just kind of talk to each other. And that's when she finally came to me in my dream. I knew she knew she knew what she was talking about. But I guess since Alaska is kind of small, you see somebody moving a caboose down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Then everybody kind of wants to know, oh, what's going on? Because there's not a lot to talk about. Right. I mean, people yeah. are going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so, and then, of course, you know, the newspaper put a little article in and it just, word just got out. That is awesome. That is yeah. really cool. <laughs> well, so one of the questions I have, and it's always questions that I have, comes to food. So the dining car experience is one of those when I watch uh, like White Christmas and you know, they're on the train, they go and meet in the diner, diner car. Those diner car experiences from the the thirties, forties and fifties are one that I wish I could relive. So what do you serve on the dining car? How big is the dining car? How many people does it sit? Okay. Well, the diner car is in um, an 80 foot train. Oh, wow. And I've got about 600 square feet set up for dining and sitting. Um, I only seat enough for, my customers so i go 20 people okay sometimes if they bring a friend we'll put a couple people on the couches and that okay but it's uh, i have very strict rules okay eight o'clock sharp <laughs> news you lose <laughs> you know, i'm not into this catering for everybody you know ashley here would struggle i am i know <laughs> no, i want pancakes this is what you get yeah. <laughs> no breakfast We'll have like a, some type of egg frittata. Okay. Some type of potatoes, maybe twice baked potatoes or fried potatoes. Um, if we have enough salmon, I'll have some salmon. Uh, reindeer sausage, banana, French toast, uh, maybe a fruit platter, twice uh, or bacon parmesan stuffed mushrooms. There's plenty for everybody to pick something. So. If you don't like one thing, you can eat the other thing. And if you don't like any of it, I can recommend people to a nice restaurant. Every one of those things sounds really delicious. Oh, yeah. Interesting. No, people, I'd get out of bed at eight no. for that. The reindeer sausage, I know our kids would try that for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it's it's good. It's good breakfast. That's awesome. You, know, you definitely <laughs> get your money's worth on that one. So do you prep all the food in the car or do you prep it and then bring it in? Like, is there like a kitchen kitchen on the train car? Oh, yeah. No, I've got a nice kitchen in there. Oh, I am so excited. <laughs> I know, right? You're going to go so see this now? Yeah, about six in the morning and start making breakfast for the eight o'clock breakfast. And you'll hear me sound my train whistle. And, and that's how you call people in? Yeah, they come. <laughs> like I said, if they don't show up, ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they come through the trains, because, and I think that most of, I have ridden an Amtrak, but like most of my, that period of time of time cars is from like white christmas and like old yeah, classic movies exactly. so when the people have to come to breakfast do they walk through everybody's train car or do they like walk around outside are these still oh. connected or are they kind of in separate places well they're all they're all connected each train has a 10 foot by 10 foot deck in between them okay all the rooms have private entries so you just walk down and then you go up the stairs to get into the diner gotcha and then we've got a big covered 1,500 square foot outdoor area um, at the end of the tracks. We, it's a big arch, so it looks like the train's coming out of a tunnel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all been hand painted too. Had some really exceptional uh, um, artists working on our trains. Yeah, I was that's say, I'm awesome. going through the pictures here, and just a fantastic job. I mean, this is. I'm looking through these. I'm going, man. I want to go stay here. Um, well, <laughs> and when I've heard best, this is what I've heard. I've heard the best way to see Alaska is to go on a cruise because you get to see some different ports and stuff. And just like that time of, you know, year and, and things is, is the best time to see Alaska. But now I'm seeing these pictures and talking about this train bed and breakfast and I'm coming. Well, you gotta remember, <laughs> This is where I want to go to. Alaska was the last frontier and pretty much train was the only way for a long time to get around anywhere. Um, you know, out here down here in the lower 48 you know we were moving around because we had all the roads but i'm sure it took a long time to get the infrastructure for any kind of roads up there to where train was the way that you got around up there for longer time period than than down here am i right in saying that that's that's true i remember when we were little i was raised in anchorage and my grandma lived here in fairbanks there's 10 in our family. So our parents, that's when you could do it. They'd throw all eight of us kids on the train to come visit my grandma. And there'd be somebody just caught a moose, right? <laughs> they'd drag the train down and they'd let you throw your moose in there. And you know, it took forever to get to Fairbanks. It's still in 12 hours still. And they're right along now. Well, it's better than trying to hike that moose out for sure. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, you just wave the train down. And people will you know? stop. And that's another funny story. I get these old ladies. They come into the caboose. And I've had the old people, they'll just start crying, you know, because it's a walk down memory lane. Yeah. The old ladies all have the same story. They go, oh, I remember the first time I was kissed was in a caboose. <laughs> oh, you know what those caboose guys are doing? Stopping to pick up moose, kissing <laughs> the pretty girl alongside the track. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm looking at I'm looking at one of these pictures here, and it looks like it has like a round seating area and um, like an outdoor patio. Um, and you're kind of looking out at the your scenery there, looking down into the city. Oh, yeah, there. that's the tunnel. Okay that that is beautiful. I mean, can you just imagine hanging out that on a, on a summer and I know. evening? So, do people come and stay like all day on your property, or do people come in, stay for breakfast, and then leave? Because it sounds like you've got like a whole. I mean, you could entertain them <laughs> for the whole day. 
It depends. You know, most people, you know, they're only here for a day or two. And so they're, they eat and run, but then they hang out a lot at night. And then I get, I was really surprised because I know Alaska is really expensive to come to, mm -hmm. and, but we've had so many repeat customers. It's unbelievable. Now those guys, they just hang out. Oh yeah. They, all day, you know, but yeah, that the tunnel area is really nice. Like that big round um, booth you're talking about. Yeah. Back in the pipeline days, the Switzerland had an after hours club in the basement for gambling and stuff. And that's where that came from. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So okay. where has your furthest guest come from to stay in your bed and breakfast? Mm, I don't know. We get them from Israel, Germany, all over Europe. Um, wow. That's nice. They've come from everywhere. I was going to say that's a little bit further than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, and, but, and, 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 and South people, America, you know, they come from all over. Well, when people come, like when you hear people say, yeah, I want to go to Alaska, they're typically talking that, that West coast, you know, getting some shoreline um, and, and those type of things. Uh, but the interior has got to be a lot of fun. And this is, this is something that I um, I'm sitting here just going, okay, how can I figure out a way to get how my soon wife? Can we get to Alaska? Yeah, to get, I mean, even a, a getaway for my wife and I uh, up here uh, to stay on the train and get her on that caboose. Well, is it the caboose <laughs> or the immaculate conception room? <laughs> One of them, <laughs> or both? <laughs> no, that's so fun. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. I I have a whole closet full of dress ups. <laughs> no, I, I got a nun outfit. I got the floozy outfits. <laughs> all types of outfits. And sometimes, you know, if we get a fun crowd, sometimes I'll do a little semi-live entertainment at breakfast. Don't guarantee because <laughs> I have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. <laughs> that is so... <laughs> this is so fun. Like I, I, Maybe we should ask what the... What the live entertainment is rated before yeah. we say it's a family <laughs> atmosphere. Oh, no, it's family. It's family rated. <laughs> no, I. The parts it is that the kiddies won't know. I don't know <laughs> if, if anybody listens to this episode, I don't know how they could not go to Alaska and make sure this is on their list. I mean, this is definitely. I'm, I'm looking through these pictures and I, I like the nostalgia of things. Um, you go through these pictures and it definitely. I wasn't alive back then, but I feel like I was born in the in the wrong uh, era. Yeah, era of time. I feel like the '50s would have been my jam. Um, <laughs> slick back hair, if I had hair. I was gonna say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would change your hair, to babe. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled up jeans, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's just really fun looking. I, I I think it would be a lot of fun, and I definitely want to try the reindeer sausage. Um, that alone would be worth the trip. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what really has <laughs> got him The hooked. food alone would be worth the trip. Um, <laughs> oh, you haven't tried our uh, Copper River Red Smoked Salmon. Oh, my goodness. That does sound good, too. That I don't know. Straight... My husband and daughter risk their life every year to get that for the guest. That's, I, I was going to say, well, I, I was listening to um, actually another podcast. I like listening to podcasts. And they uh, they had a sponsor that delivers meat. And uh, it was kind of funny because... They said that they deliver the box of meat to everywhere in the lower 48, except Hawaii and, and Alaska. Those are only the two states they don't deliver to. And then he talked about how they just added Alaska, fresh Alaska salmon to their 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 delivery boxes. 
And he was like, wait a second. So they can import the uh, <laughs> salmon from Alaska, but they can't send the boxes to Alaska. So that was interesting. But you come and you get fresh. I mean, this is legit fresh Alaska salmon. Well, all of it would be fresh yeah. from Alaska. Yeah. So does your does your husband kill the reindeer or do you, I mean, is reindeer? No, no, we just, we just go get that. Okay. So that's something that you would typically find in an Alaskan market. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, they have... Well, I guess they're kind of the same animals, but the caribou okay. and reindeer are pretty much the same, but I don't know if on the reindeer, if they put it, mix it with a different sausage or what, but it's not real dry like caribou is. Okay. So it has a little bit and more I'm grease in it. I'm not a fan of caribou because it's too dry. Yeah. No, that, you know, that, and I, it bears pretty good if, if you, you know, soak it in beer for long enough and get it, you know, get it tenderized. <laughs> Then, then bear's good, but you got to get it when it's been eating blueberries. Okay. You don't want a bear after it's been in salmon because it's disgusting. It tastes like fish. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm intrigued. I Now I'm intrigued on. So these are all like things you can go find normal. If I'm going to come to Fairbanks, I can find bear meat, uh, bear sausage, in caribou sausage store? in the grocery store. Oh, no, no. Okay. No. You, have you, to know, go, you have to go to the right store. Go get it yourself okay yeah, you gotta know the right people okay. and you gotta know the ones that stock the bears after they eat the blueberries yeah. that's who you want to be friends with <laughs> they're hanging out in blueberry bushes with the gun pointed <laughs> yes. out okay hold on give him yeah. another 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> he hasn't eaten enough blueberries yeah you know they have certain seasons where you can only hunt hunt your fish now okay you know they got to keep control of it yeah for sure locals get to do it more than tourist. Do you have Do you have polar bears in that area, or is that too down south, too far south? Oh, I've got a ten footer standing in my living room. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. It's he, stuff. He just hangs out. Oh, it's stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just chained to the wall. The guests get a pet it as they come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the, those but, th- yeah, polar bears are up north more. A little more farther north, yeah, closer yeah, to the Arctic north, Circle there. Up by Okay. But I've lived here in Alaska all my life, lived through the big earthquake, worked the pipeline, pretty much done it all, was in the statehood parade behind Coco the Kenai Clown. So we're kind of the real deal around here. We, we, you know, we can tell you the real story about Alaska. Yes. You want to hear the stories, you got to come visit us. Well, that alone, I mean... <laughs> That's uh, nighttime entertainment, I feel like, is sitting around the fire hearing all the stories about Alaska yeah. and uh, the last frontier and how it was was uh, homesteaded. But, uh, well, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is ask our guests the three gone tripping questions. Um, and so I will hit you with them uh, real quick here. One is, uh, what is uh, your favorite place that you've ever traveled to or visited? In the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anywhere you've been that you've, like, this is this is one, one of my favorites. It was in Italy. What's the name of that town? It's right on the border of France and Italy. Um, I think it was San Ramos is what it was called. Okay. Loved it there. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite place I've been to. Right, and you said it's right on the Italy and France border? Yeah. Okay. And then their second question is, where is somewhere that is still on your bucket list that you have not had the chance to go to but want to? Ireland. Ooh, oh, Ireland's a that's good on one. my that's on my list for sure. 
And then our last question is, and I'm going to let this one be a little bit more open-ended. Usually we ask for like a personal question for it, but I would say either yours or one of your guests, because I feel like you'd have a lot of good stories about (laughs) this, is what is the biggest travel fail you have ever seen or you have ever had yourself? Something where something didn't go right, it wasn't what you expected, and it just was not according to plan. But with one of my guests or with me? Either one, either one. (laughs) <laughs> like at that time, we had an opera singer staying up here, a pianist, these really talented people. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the the opera singer and uh, pianist that you got there that was uh, entertaining everybody. That's Does that happen a lot where you get people that they just kind of all hang out and, yeah. and spend time yeah. together? That's awesome. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that opera singer, she was in her 80s, and she hadn't sang opera for years. She used to where was she made her debut at the Phantom of the Opera someplace over in Europe when she was in her younger days. Oh, really? And, uh, her, her, um, her husband or who was traveling with her was telling me about what a beautiful voice she had, but she'd never sing. She hadn't sang for like 20 years. <laughs> we got her singing. <laughs> she had a beautiful voice. <laughs> now we get, we get some really talented people here. That is And really nice people. You know what? In 25 years, I've only had to kick three people out. Oh, that's not oh, bad. That's I want to hear, hear one of those stories too, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here. I get to ask all the like really dumb questions, and then I get to ask all the questions about the dirt of like, she's, yeah, tell us about how you kick people out. <laughs> she's still upset that the Jerry Springer show went off air. So, oh, that's not true. <laughs> I couldn't watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find more to match up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we've, um, most people that come here are, are a lot of fun and really respectful and nice. And I had to kick out these travel agents once because um, the next morning at breakfast, I had a couple people who were booked to stay a couple days, right? And they said, well, we're going to have to move on. And go, well, what's wrong? You know, we couldn't get any sleep in here. It was so noisy last night. I go, what? And they go, yeah, that room next to us, they were dragging people in and out all night. And I go, oh, excuse me, you guys just sit tight. So I go have a little chit chat with those travel agents. And I said, you guys got to go. <laughs> oh, we're never going to send anybody here and all this. I'm going, good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was one little And then I just had two other little ones, but they were easily solved. I just asked them to leave. Yeah. And we get, I've had thousands of people come through here and, yeah. All night. Well, I say over a twenty-five year period. That's not a bad, it's not a bad batting average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Mary, I really appreciate you coming on. Just make sure that everybody knows where they can go, so they can see uh, the pictures and stuff. And and everybody wants to go to Alaska. I mean, you talk to anybody, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Alaska's on the bucket list, right?" So when you go to Alaska, you gotta go check out um, Fairbanks, Alaska Bed and Breakfast dot com. For the Aurora Express. Uh, for the Aurora Express Railroad Bread and Breakfast. I mean, just go to the website. You can see their story. You can see all the pictures. And, you, I, and I think book your trip, for yeah, sure. I think you're going to have the exact same same exact uh, feelings I have of, okay, how do I make this part of my, my life experience? How do we so, do this in the next two years? <laughs> I know, right? So, Well, yeah. you'll, you'll have fun. Yeah, no, we, we will well, uh, definitely we, keep in contact like with you. Fun. You what? know, we're kind of a prankster sometimes. But <laughs> I, like, 
And I like fun people. I like people that laugh. Oh, yeah. Well, she you like that's me. Real important. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be laughing and having a good time. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're going to get the full Alaskan experience uh, when you come to the Aurora Express. Absolutely. And I think that's what people want is. Well, I, that being said, I've had a lot of people, like when they write comments in your guest book. Yeah. It felt like we were at home. That's awesome. You, know? <laughs> you remind me of my crazy aunt Sally or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Everybody has one of those crazy aunt Sally's. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for coming on. Um, I, I and really for sharing your stories. We have really enjoyed learning about your bed and breakfast. <laughs> yes. And... Well, thank you. Hi. So ever since we had Travel Hack family on the show a couple episodes back and they talked about how they find cheap flights and how they, you know, are willing to travel whenever to get the good deal. I've been paying attention to some good flights and now that we have talked to Mary of the Aurora Express, I feel like I've got to start looking for flights up to Alaska. This sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, as much as I like to road trip, um, I think it'd be an epic road trip, but the time to drive... Up yeah. to Alaska is like one week. So <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a flight destination um, unless you live, you know, in the Northwest uh, or Canada. I, I, yeah, I would fly there with you. And I, with I really. Me. Thank you for making sure that I'm with you on this yeah, trip. <laughs> maybe I'll go with someone else. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, I, I'm excited about this place. I, I really, when I first uh, came across it, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. But after talking to Mary, I'm like, okay, I really want to do this. And, and we actually get to talk to our guests more after we hang up. And yeah. she told us funny stories. And we talked about the proposal, had like Betty White when she's dancing in the woods and yeah. with Sandra Bullock going crazy to the window to the wall song. And she was laughing and she said, I have two of those outfits. That <laughs> yeah, that she actually does. And, and that's uh, part of the morning show that happens. Yeah, part of that show that she was talking about. The other thing I thought was funny um, and was stuff to do around the area. Um, but she brought one up off, off uh, afterwards. And... Uh, I guess uh, there's a little town outside of Fairbanks that does the hairiest legs contest uh, for, for the women, women. For women, yeah. So going to join when it, we go. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to after winter. We'll have to hit right there in May because uh, I mean you don't really shave your legs during the winter anyway, right? I I'm pretty sure that this is something that all men listening should be like. You never complain about your wife shaving. I'm not your complaining. Legs. <laughs> I'm just saying like we could win. You can win the title. I actually don't have very hairy legs. I had a roommate in college that could have like taken the cake after a week. Like, so I, you might think my legs are hairy in wintertime, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Six year old gets it from somewhere. <laughs> let's go get, let's go and see the contest and we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. If I lose miserably, maybe you'll come back and redact all these mean things you said about I me not shaving my anything, legs in winter. I don't say anything mean about you. Except for my hairy legs, apparently. I didn't complain about it. I was I feel like there should be a picture the of my nice smooth legs on Instagram after this. <laughs> Just to well, prove I think that we like, I'm not hairy. Well, I think we should do two pictures. Mine and yours and people guess whose legs are whose <laughs> we'll do it in <laughs> shadow so they I, can't see hair <laughs> i have won awards for nicest legs but so. uh, nicest legs for just men or were there women involved in this because i have pretty good legs i'm not saying you don't have good legs i'm just saying people always ask if i shave my legs because they're so silky smooth but they aren't really it's just have kind of blonde hair so you can't really see and it's thin kind of like my head <laughs> i feel I feel like we're definitely veered off topic here. Yes, we have. Going back to Alaska. So Alaska <laughs> is the largest state in the union. 
Um, and there's so much to see. <laughs> the union. The union. Yeah. No. We're going but, way back in time. Yes. Train cars <laughs> and the union. <laughs> but it's it's seriously it's huge. And so I feel like Alaska is one of those places where it's like I want to go to Alaska like 20 times because going 20 times you'll at least see most of the pockets of what there is to offer there. Um, but you're never going to see the whole thing. I have a friend who uh, played the league baseball, went through school together, and um, he is a park ranger up there in Alaska. He's been there for, I think, 10 years or so. And he's always posting pictures and stuff, and I think he's still, like, exploring and hasn't even come close to the area that he lives in Alaska, exploring everything. And he does, like, backcountry stuff. So I just imagine, um, you know, we're going to go to Fairbanks and do this one time, and the other time we're going to go and do a cruise because I hear the Alaskan cruise is the Amazing. best cruise that you can do. That's what so, I've heard as well. Yeah. So hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, make sure you go and check us out on iTunes uh, or any of your other favorite podcast listening apps. Reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or on our website. Let us know what you thought of the episode. And those emails come directly to us. So you know, we do respond. Them. Yes. So go ahead and send them. You can, you can message us on Instagram. In fact, we actually love hearing from our guests. I heard from somebody and they listened and I was like, you do? And she's yeah. like, I subscribe. I listen to it all the time. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get quite a few comments uh, on Instagram and it's really fun to respond and hear what people have to think about you know, our drinks of the day or our guests that we have. So uh, definitely don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, if you have any suggestions of people that you think we should interview when it comes to travel, Cinnamon Ray. And I'm looking for somebody in particular that I really want to have on. Oh yeah, who's that? But I can't I haven't figured out who's done it yet. I want somebody who has who travels for roller coasters. And I know they're out there. Oh yeah, like that's their thing is yeah. I to find every roller so coaster. So they travel like it. yeah. They don't go to Alaska for the bed and breakfast. They go to Alaska for some random roller coaster. Like yeah, exactly. I need roller coaster people. They've been to like every a roller coaster in every state type. So maybe one of you guys know somebody and can pass true. that forward. Yeah. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin, my wagoneer and I. Gontrippin, reading the road signs. Gontrippin, one playlist at a time. Gontrippin, odometers ticking. My Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone tripping.